Alrighty, we are back with your favorite podcast show of the week. This is Location Weekly. It's episode number 490. We're recording live on November the 10th. Uh, for all of our uh, fans and people out there who are watching this, by the time you watch this, we will have celebrated uh, Remembrance Day um, across uh, our planet. And uh, yeah, there's much to remember, much to be uh, thankful for um, right now. And um yeah, just uh, be thankful that we live in a uh, relatively peaceful world and we're not fighting any major wars, uh, and those that was done for us. So anyhow, how are you, Brianna? I am doing pretty good, you know? It's, uh, it's another day here in Atlanta. We obviously had the elections last week, and, you know, that is somewhat done, maybe. We don't really know. We're just kind of in this weird time here in the states but um you know what i am healthy and happy and practicing gratitude so what else can you ask for right yes <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah it's uh it is a weird time we'll see how hopefully uh you know everything kind of just solidifies and, and stabilizes and you know we move on and uh you know uh a, a new era in in u.s politics uh you know for the next four years at least we'll see so anyhow, all right, well, we've got a good show for you. Um, we've got four stories that we wanted to, uh, to cover. And um, as per usual, I'll let Aubriana start us off. All right, we're starting it off with a beer story. Well, it's not really a beer story, but um, it's about something, a uh, new concept for ordering beer, if you will. And this isn't necessarily new, but um, it's kind of a little bit of a shakeup for your favorite bar scene. So um, if you, if we get back to the bars anytime soon, we'll see, but, um, this is a projected and interactive beer ordering option for bars. And this is from a, uh, a company based in Austin, Texas called Argo design. And they have this like bar ordering menu. So instead of just ordering from, you know, your regular menu or being handed a menu or whatever you, you know, it's kind of like an interactive placemat, if you will. So they have this overhead camera and it works with an overhead projector at the same time. And so you could kind of just use like your, your beer cup, you know, to look at all of the different selections. Maybe you can put the video in here. I don't know, but you can look at all these different selections and kind of get some information about the beers. And then you just, you know, kind of decide where your cup lands and that's what you're ordering. Um, you know, I think I haven't like heard that this is going to be implemented anywhere, but it's just more like the technology is available. But what I like, I like this concept for a few reasons. One, I like the idea of like not having menu sharing, you know, a lot of times people have been using like QR codes, which is great, but this is pretty cool. And um, I also like the idea from a, a user experience perspective that you don't have to necessarily wait for somebody to come and take your order. Uh, you know, bartenders tend to be busy. And sometimes if you could just, you know, choose something right there and, uh, you know, somebody's just back there making it, it makes it a little easier. And then the last thing I like about this is that it's like an easy way to get more information uh, without asking, right? So instead of being like, hey, you know, what's the alcohol content or what kind of beer is this? Is it an IPA or where is it from? What region? You know, all of those things could easily be baked into this interactive experience right there on the bar. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, and again, this is from Argo Design in Austin, Texas. But uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? It's, it's cool. 
Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's uh, it's an interesting way in a, in a COVID time when we're trying to kind of just be hygienic and not touching things and menus and paper. Uh, yeah, and you're you're right. I've seen a ton of QR based uh, menus in in places, um, but this is a, it's a very cool, different way to go about it um, with with projection. The other thing that I think could be interesting with something like this is that unlike a paper menu or uh, even a QR menu in some respects that's sort of fixed. You could, in theory, because it's projection um, and it's digital, you could have sort of dynamic pricing uh, potentially applied here, right? So, you know, uh, we have a special on the fly, you know, for a certain beer, you know, that uh, you're promoting right now, like just in the in the next hour, you know, or, th you know, things like that, that could be really interesting because it's digital and you can control sort of the content that's showing up, you know, with that projection. So I think it does create some unique opportunities there as well to not just kind of present the menu, present the beer options in, in a unique way, um, but potentially to actually like, you know, drive more revenue and, and uh, incremental sales just by kind of playing around with dynamic uh, content, dynamic pricing. Absolutely, happy hour. Happy <laughs> hour, there you go. All right, uh, on to our second story. Um, I, I like this story because um, it's it's uh, from a company called Outer. Now, Outer is a uh, outdoor furniture company, so they make you know stuff for your backyard and and uh, you know chairs and tables and things like that. Um, it, it's a company that at the LBMA we know well because we had uh, one of the founders of Outer speak at uh, a retail loco in Seattle a couple of years ago now. Um, and uh, when they were just getting going and these guys have really taken off um, and uh, one of the reasons I wanted to kind of highlight them this week is they've announced this concept of what they call the neighborhood showroom so you know we know that um, you know when you're shopping for furniture um, you know p typically people go into stores they look at furniture they sit on furniture you know they kind of test it out and check out the look and compare it to other things and then you know make a decision and it gets shipped out to them um, in most cases um, you know in, in latter you know more recent times we're seeing you know Wayfair and, and platforms like that where people order uh, stuff and it just gets delivered out that way but uh, what these guys are doing, which is kind of interesting, and because this is outdoor backyard type furniture, is they are basically taking customers' backyards who already have outer furniture and turning those into showrooms. And so essentially what, what you're able to do um, is if you're interested and you're shopping for outdoor furniture, you can find you know, somebody in your neighborhood, in your area, who already has outer furniture and who has essentially become a brand ambassador for outer. And you can go kind of book like an appointment to kind of see that in in real life, like in actually somebody's backyard and kind of, you know, talk to them as, as owners, uh, you know, who've had it for some time and how it's held up to the weather and elements and, you know, those kinds of things. So I, I really like this idea um, because I, I, I think it, it's you know, it creates connections. It's all about, you know, local and, and being in around you uh, and finding sort of, you know, not stores that you go to, but people's actual backyards that you go to to see this stuff uh, in person. So I think it's a it's a really neat concept. Um, and it reminds me of a few other things, but I'll, I'll let, let's get your comments uh, first. Yeah, I remember when we talked about Outer a long time ago when they first sort of, you know, came out and, and their whole concept and like just the background I found very interesting of the founders um, of the company. And I think that this is, you know, this is the way that like 
maybe the future of sort of shopping may be, right? Where you experience things through your community versus through uh, a more commercial entity. Um, and I like that. I like the the sense of like being able to kind of explore things around you um, and get more like of a non-biased uh, opinion about things um, instead of, you know, it's like when you go buy a mattress, like the last thing you want to do is deal with the mattress salesman. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to any of you who are mattress salesmen out there that are probably not listening to this uh, podcast. But anyways, you know, I think that it's like really uh I like that that approach and I'm I'm interested to figure out like what are more things in the future that we're going to purchase in this way, shape and form, right? So we've talked about how like the delivery game is changing, what's old is new is changing, you know, like the whole like fresh vegetables to your doorstep or to your neighborhood or the way that pizza, you know, happen the delivery is happening and all those different things. And now this is like a different shopping experience in your neighborhood. Um and so I, I like it. I think that this is sort of the way of the future for some things. And we've even seen, you know, things like, uh, what was it, Honda that did this Honda, when yeah. they didn't have dealerships, right, in, in Europe. So they kind of just used people who had Hondas to kind of be their own dealership and, and uh, you know, explore that uh, product. So I like this approach and I think it's really, um, it's unique and it's fun. Yeah. And the, yeah, the Honda thing uh, that was in France uh, where uh, they didn't have dealerships. And so, yeah, they basically turned people's driveways into dealerships and you could book appointments and they would send like branding materials like, you know, flags with Honda signage and so on that they could put out and, and uh, yeah, and have that experience. The other thing that I should mention about the outer uh, initiative here is um, they're not just doing this, you know, at a goodwill. There's actually, you know, money to be made for the uh, homes that are hosting these these virtual showrooms, essentially. So, um, if if you are an outer, you know, uh, family and you have outer furniture and and people come to visit you and check out your stuff and have conversations with you and they end up purchasing, you get 10% of the purchase uh, as well uh, for just for doing that. Plus, you get early access to products and uh, you get paid for the actual virtual tour um as well so it's 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 kind of like a win-win-win right like you you get to go as, as a shopper you get to go and kind of talk to somebody in real life and in your area and hear their experience as opposed to a salesperson in a store uh if you're the host that's you know got the backyard you're making money potentially out of this um and uh and outer obviously wins you know all around so it, it's uh I, I like it it's a really really solid concept so yeah Awesome. Okay, so um, our next story is pretty interesting. I know we've talked about sort of the evolution and the re-emergence of QR codes, especially now with you know these times, like we are definitely using QR codes more and more often. And this is um, really interesting because this is like a story that is coming from a, a company called PNS Communications in Florida. Like we don't really know a whole lot about them at this point, but they have a new technology called ScanIt that they've patented um, in both Japan and the US. And basically it's this new advancement in QR codes, but not just QR codes, also DV DRV codes, which are direct response video codes. Um, so you can use these type of codes with digital media. So like TV commercials, um, digital signage, um, point of sale, uh, websites, like anything that you can kind of scan with your phone there. Um, and so what they are allowing you to do now is that you can scan these from up to 60 feet away, uh, which is really interesting. I mean, that's like a, you know, a big 
feature from making sure that you can kind of interact with things from far away, obviously, in these unprecedented times, like having more distance is always a great uh, plus. But I think just from an interactive perspective, and if you think about like digital signage and being able to scan something from very far away and interact with it quickly rather than like a small QR code that you have to get really close to. Uh, it can have a lot of benefits I can see for the marketing and advertising landscape or just informational purposes as well. Um, so right now somebody can use the scan it app and then they this is also something that is interesting is that they are trying to incorporate this with like a rewards program so the scan app has a rewards program you know they can earn points for scanning different things um you know they're touting that it will allow advertisers to uh, increase customer engagement and all these different things so you know i'm not sure on the app approach i think that that's really a hard you know we've seen like how difficult the loyalty play is when you are not having that uh you, you don't have that reach already. It's very hard to start from that. I mean, I think that we've just seen so many companies try to do it well and just nobody has really broken into the space yet. So for me, that's kind of a flat approach. But what I like about this is I think that if it's technology that, you know, other maybe signage companies, advertising companies, um, you know, existing brands that have a loyalty program can engage with and license the technology, that's where I see this being a win for a small company. And I like, you know, so I like the technology and I like that it's, you know, somebody that we haven't really heard of that's coming out with, with this type of approach. And, and uh, yeah, I can see a lot of interesting applications for this um, across both like information and just ordering or advertising and marketing scenarios as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, use cases and uh, implications for this technology. I mean, um, you know, just from a COVID point of view alone, right, right? not, you know, sort of having people you know, group close together from a social distancing point of view, you know, being able to scan from distance from uh, from far away, um, you know, I, I, I think it makes a ton of sense. I think there's a ton of applications for this. Digital signage you mentioned, seeing billboards, you know, from a distance while you're driving, whatever the case might be. Um, although you shouldn't be really on your phone while you're driving, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not promoting that. But um, anyways, from a distance, anyway. Yeah, as a passenger, seeing things and being able to scan, uh, I think there's there's a lot you can do with this. Um, I'm with you on the app piece, though. I think um, what we've seen is, uh, you know, difficulty in driving app downloads for anything, um, you know, regardless of, of what the, the functionality is. I think that, uh, you know, this would be much better served uh, embedded as, as a, you know, sort of uh, technology feature set within, you know, the OS or uh, within native apps on, on, on a device, you know, like, you know, obviously, like here at ground level, uh, you know, my, my other company, you know, where we have Canatrace, which is this contact tracing tool, we use a QR code for, to initiate that uh, data collection. Um, and I would say 90% of people scanning that QR code uh, are using the native camera. Like uh, they just open up the camera on their, their iPhone or their Android phone and they scan it with that because it's, it's there, it's built in, it's easy. Um, and, uh, and it makes sense, right? So there's not a lot of people that are, are downloading, you know, sort of purpose-built QR uh, scanners uh, these days because they're sort of naturally in there. And even the social platforms like Snapchat and so on have built-in uh, scanners, right? So I think generally people see that. Now, the, you know, the, um, 
the uh, what's it called now the DRV code maybe that's the unique differentiator maybe that's where you know you need to have the app to kind of support both uh, reading both types of codes and if that's the case then you know that makes sense to me so um, you know because it's not sort of you know common uh, as common as a QR and sort of the the way that you can easily read that today so but as far as a technology and, and, and reading from distance I love it I think it makes a ton of sense and you know I, I could see a, a lot of applications for it Mm -hmm. All right, final story for this week, uh, and this this time I have the pizza story. Here we go. Uh, I know. You know how excited I was to see that <laughs> I am not talking about pizza today. <laughs> yeah. So Pizza Hut uh, has teamed up with a company called Zaxis uh, in Indonesia, um, uh, as well as MediaCom, to kind of bring their online and offline consumer data together into a single platform and really it's all about uh, better informing their programmatic uh, you know ad buys and campaigns because um, the data previously was sitting sort of online data was in one place and offline data was in another place and they really you know uh, weren't intersecting well and therefore not you know being as effective as they could could be and so um, they basically worked with Zaxis to kind of bring this uh, this stuff together um, and to really be able to to target uh, folks in Indonesia through special promotions. And so they ran a campaign uh, for three weeks from 10th of October to the 31st of October. Um, uh, and uh, th this was, uh, they saw total visits of uh, 3,191 in footfall across 11 stores. Um, of which 80% of it were uh, commuted between, uh, people traveled between one kilometer and five kilometers to get to. Um, and uh, they said that uh, throughout the campaign span, the time frame, 68% of visitation also came from those exposed to the ad, you know, more than seven days uh, prior. So what they're basically trying to look at is to say, okay, look, you know, are these ads actually driving traffic to store? Um, and are we targeting, you know, the, the right audience in the right place at the right distance in the right time? Um, and, and the answer was, you know, when they, when they were able to consolidate their data, um, you know, and bring, bring the two data sets together, they were able to do that. Um, the, um, so they use the, uh, Zaxis has a solution called Beyond. Uh, it's a footfall attribution product. Uh, we've talked a lot about footfall attribution products in the last year. Um, and so basically what it does is uh, they've got this sort of uh, pixel, um, they call it an M insights pixel, activity pixel that they uh, embed in the website piece. And then the footfall data and cookie based uh, visit data is, is consolidated with, you know, sort of the foot traffic data. So they can look at the web traffic to the uh, physical attribution piece uh, and kind of see where it goes from there. So very, very interesting technology. Obviously, the, the whole idea of understanding uh, online to offline and the linkages between that is, you know, is one of the holy grail issues in our industry today. Um, and it seems like they're finding some ways to kind of get around, you know, and, and you know, use, use technology in a smart way to do that. Um, and they're getting good results. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think um, what's interesting here is I think there's kind of two things happening in the advertising ecosystem right now. One, I, I do believe that brands are sort of asking for and demanding more, more clarity and transparency and understanding around measurement when it comes to their ad spend. 
And so they want to know that the money that they're spending is actually, you know, translating into purchases or downloads or whatever it may be. Um, and so I think that that's really interesting. What I do think also is interesting from uh, from just kind of like Pizza Hut standing out is that I think that there's still a lot of brands that are siloed, right? They have this siloed approach to their advertising where they have like, okay, this is the group that spends money or this is the agency that that is spending money on this type of advertising. Um, this is digital at a home, this is mobile, this is, you know, desktop, this is TV, you know, CTV, whatever it may be right now. And there's not a lot of communication that streams between some of those teams. Um, and it doesn't make it very easy for, for anyone to measure or just for a brand to do a good job, uh, you know, of tracking these types of things. So I think that it's like great to see a, a brand like Pizza Hut really investing in something like this and saying, okay, we really want to be able to measure um, you know, across the different ad spend that we have to the attribution, and we're going to invest in that um, rather than just looking at it from a siloed approach. So I, I like this story, and I like seeing sort of, um, you know, the footfall attribution for me, although it's interesting, you know, I think there's always the challenge of reach and how many people you can actually measure there because of like the location permissions and all the other things that you have to take into account. But, you know, if you can do that with a small percentage, a lot of times, maybe you can at least uh, infer that you had this much reach, um, you know, at some point in some level. So it's good. Yeah. And that's it. That's our show for this week. Uh, a range of things there. Um, some interesting uh, projection technologies, interesting uh, location uh, attribution uh, solutions uh, and, uh, you know, uh, new technology around QR and, and DRV scanning, as well as, uh, of course, outer uh, engaging their customers to be their showrooms. Um, so uh, a whole wide variety of, uh, of uh, ways to think about how location data uh, and physical locations uh, are being used. Um, and uh, yeah, we just thank you for, for listening and watching. This has been episode 490 of location weekly we're like what, 10 away ariana from 500 i, I mean I'm almost there. <laughs> yeah crazy um so yeah just thank you for your time uh each week um if you have story ideas reach out to us uh feedback uh criticism whatever we want it all uh give us some likes some stars some comments and uh we'll be uh, back with you next week for 491 have a great week everybody bye, bye.